episode 99 of Movies in 4K is here. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. Started off, Phantom, with a little tidbit about this film. The lead actor in this movie learned to play the piano specifically for this movie, and he shot his all, all the, the piano playing parts he did himself. Hmm, could be a lot of different movies. Beautiful Minds, maybe? Maybe not. Who knows? Let's get it going. week from 2016 we're covering la la land rated pg-13 runs for over two hours listed in four genres comedy drama musical romance i would drop the comedy oh we are dropping the comedy like it's nobody's business lady phantom yeah i mean it has a few parts that i found a little bit like chuckle worthy right but i never would say that this is a comedy not no, in any way that's surprising actually that that got listed because this is not a movie that people that like comedies would seek out lady family no absolutely not. all right who's this one directed by Ooh, um damien chazelle and before you ask me i don't know who he is <laughs> And neither do I, and I don't want to know who it is. Starring? Emma Stone, uh, Ryan Gosling. We have J.K. Simmons also, Rosemary DeWitt, John Legend, and uh, that's it that I can think. Little synopsis says what? While navigating their careers in Los Angeles, a pianist and an actress fall in love while attempting to reconcile their aspirations for the future. All right. <laughs> Another musical we're covering here. Been, seems like we've been watching a lot of musicals lately. Wow, this film opens up with bursting out in song on a highway that has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. <laughs> but I want to approach this one a little bit different, Lady Phantom. I'll take the lead male character. You take the lead female character. What are they in this film? What's their aspirations and what is their goals? And we'll both go along with that. Then we'll just get into some overall things we want to cover on the story. Okay, I got Gosling. He is a down and out pianist, works in small clubs and things like that. He actually starts at a restaurant during Christmas time. And he, I think he had just barely moved to LA because he's moving into his, a new apartment and his sister's there. And he's very minimalistic and he's just trying to go along and become the owner of a jazz bar, is his aspiration. He wants to revitalize jazz because it's dying out. 
So in the meantime, he just needs to make a living and he gets these side gigs. Well, he ends up getting fired because he's not playing Christmas music and he goes off on a tangent and plays some other stuff. This is when he meets our lead actress and what is her goal? Emma Stone plays Mia and she is an aspiring actress. She works as a barista in a little cafe place that is in the Warner Brothers lot, if I'm not mistaken. And basically she does what many aspiring actors do in Hollywood. She spends her time going to auditions and in her case, getting rejected a lot. And she feels, I mean, she feels disrespected many times because she's doing this scene in which she has to cry, for example, and then someone uh, opens the door and they are bringing a sandwich to the director and blah, blah, blah. So, like, it's it's really taking a toll on her. And uh, she also has this dream of having a play. She wants to do, to write a play and she writes it. And it's a one-woman show. And that's the thing. Basically, she wants to be an actress in Hollywood, which is famously extremely difficult. Okay, now we can go over some generalizations here. These two characters keep meeting. They keep bumping into each other. The first time in that scene that you say that has nothing to do with the movie. In generalities, Lady Family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just not to give anything away, because this is a pretty cookie cutter story in my opinion even though it goes off into dreamland but (laughs) anyway (laughs) they keep bumping into each other you can see they got affections for each other they give them second looks and things like that you know they're gonna meet up i mean (laughs) just look at the cover (laughs) and the story i mean these movies are so predictable and things like that these two characters burst out into song before they start dating he's actually single when they meet and she has a boyfriend only for a month they keep getting together and love tingles (laughs) whatever you want to call it i mean it's so predictable and everything a thing that was cringeworthy to me and this you know out there i don't like musicals at all now the singing by gosling is oh my god it's damn pitiful to me and he doesn't like sing like a normal he takes it slower because he's not a singer i think she sang a little bit better in the one part but when they're interacting together it's really you're a singer lady phantom it was really slow style like almost spoken word with a lullaby or something yeah I don't know. I I mean, they did the acting parts very well, but the singing parts for both of them, I mean, they, I don't think they were pitiful, but I just think. Oh, he was. I would put pitiful on him. Well. Not her. But I, I just think this movie would be so much more enjoyable with two people that can actually sing well. You know, to because, I mean, this movie spends a lot, not a lot like other movies that everything is sung, but it does spend a long time in 
characters breaking into song and et cetera, right. et cetera. And when this happens, except a couple scenes in the beginning, they're singing what they're feeling or what they want to do. So you really got to pay attention to the lyrics too. Yeah, I mean, the, exactly. The songs, like, they, they move the, the, the story. But I do think that they, they, they could have found much better singers for this. And this and- Gosling guy, man, he, I call him sour puss face. <laughs> Every movie, he does smile a little bit more in this than I've ever seen him in a movie. But he's just got this droopy dog look almost all the time in all his roles he just has this frown and he looks sad all the time and that he's stuck in this like i don't ever see the range of this guy i've seen him in four movies and i don't get the range in this guy he's very one-dimensional i like him i don't hate him as an actor or anything like that but you've seen him in one movie 10 years ago he's the same in this i don't know i think i think he is a, a good actor but yeah i mean i haven't seen him in something that really shows his range in a long time because i mean i'll tell you one thing he does well in this movie he dances he moves very effortlessly and it's but not that he... would you call them good dancers, though? No. They did so many cutaways while they were dancing. Absolutely, yes. None of, none of them are, actually. They are very decent, and he moves very effortlessly, and it was pleasant to see him. But it was... I mean, he's no Fred Astaire, by oh, no yes. means. And I want to make mention that they'll do one little skit that lasts three seconds and they cut away to other people or another scene or something like this all the time. They never stay on them two dancing for more than 10 seconds. So they probably rehearsed and did these scenes many takes to get it as smooth as possible. But these aren't no Broadway dancers or nothing. Oh, no. I mean, and it hurts a movie like this because this feels like a big Broadway production. It actually does. Like, I read that the first dance uh, moment they have, the one that you see, like, on the cover and everything, they did five takes in two days, I think, or something like that. And they, they went with the fourth one. So, yeah, I mean, they rehearsed and rehearsed and they did it and they did it until it looked yes and i also feel that they did some manipulation too with the um video and editing like some of it felt slowed down to make it look better than it was lady phantom maybe yeah and you know what else i noticed that some moments in the movie were sung right there and then some was live, like, for example, the last number that she sings was done live and, and everything. Yeah, you can tell. Uh-huh. And some others are not. They are pre-recorded. And the, 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 the difference is so, it's clashing. Yes. I didn't like that. Okay, a little bit more on the background here. Ryan Gosling, he does get approached and becomes sort of famous but it's not what he wants to do and this causes conflict in the relationship she is getting turned down a lot like the phantom said 
and has this play that she wrote, which, I mean, she said it so many times during different dialogues in this, and I'm thinking, wow, let's write a play for one woman. Like, how good could that be anyway? Very like, good. A lot, so? of, a lot of monologues can be great. A whole play, an yeah. ensemble of just one person, no other characters? It's a monologue, yeah. And there have Name been many. two. I don't remember right now, but... Well, there's so many, you're saying. No, I'm just saying that they exist and that they are very... I mean, they can be very good. It all depends on the actor. Somebody super talented. This is a no-name person that's not really good. They actually show her in auditions, and it's not like she was stellar or anything. I liked her first audition. I thought she was good. Okay, so you have that. So we get the conflict in the relationship and some chaos there. And they go off on their separate ways to continue on to their careers because both of them want to let the other one fulfill their dreams of what they've always wanted to do. I really don't want to touch on anything else with the story, Lady Phantom. No, no. What I would like to ask you is, did you like this last 15-minute ending? I'm very confused by this movie. I can see why Hollywood loved it. I can't. Oh, I can. It's about Hollywood. Yeah, I understand, and we'll get into technicals with that. And, like, this has a high rating, and a lot of people love this movie, and I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't, but go on. But... (laughs) I'm confused by it because on the one hand, it has a story that you say, rightly so, is very predictable. And in a way, it's refreshing because it doesn't have the ending that you might think it will. But then you have the musical part, which honestly, I felt the musical part was forced. Like And the Phantom is a huge fan of all musicals that i'm aware of right yeah i love I mean, musicals you love watching musicals yeah and and uh, for example recently i watched in the heights and i think that's a very very good movie very punchy and the musical numbers they are very ad hoc like they they fit here I, I just feel they come out of nowhere. Like they wanted to do a musical, but it has to feel that the music needs to feel like it's part of the story. And, and the musical numbers, yes, they are to move the story along and everything, but somehow they feel like, a, like outsiders. And then something else that you mentioned that I, <laughs> I normally don't agree with you in that, but here I will, that, they have the sequences when they like fly and stuff, and 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 I'm like, wait a minute, what are we why? watching, Peter Pan here? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm like, wait a minute, what am I watching? I mean, this is not some fairy tale story. This but is not Beauty like and the it. Beast. But some at some at points, sometimes it does feel that way. I it know, feels fantasy oriented. Yeah. And I will tell you, like talking about in the Heights, there's a scene there when two characters start dancing on the wall of a of a building, and for some reason it feels and it looks very good, like they are in their own little world. But in this movie, it's just like all out there, you know. They there's a scene in an observatory, 
and they are just like flying in the cosmos. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this Superman? Yeah, and then it goes to this really long widescreen shot with halos and transparency. It's very yeah. fantastical. Like I said, this has a flavor of fantasy in it and dreamlike states. Yeah, but like what bothers me is that it is not. It is a very real story of two very real people. Right. So well, I'm like, what yeah, is it's happening the here? And that's, we got to get into technicals now. Okay, yes. Because I guess it's a love it or hate it thing with some of these ratings on this movie. But this movie feels like and is obviously they're trying to recreate different eras. Yes. It opens in the 90s. Or it feels like the 90s because it's not. Right. Well, it's not the 90s. This uh -huh. is a modern day movie. But I'm like, what is going on here? Because then they mention Tinder in the next scene. And, and you she's see got a smartphones. Uh-huh. And it's like, what are, is this just fantasy? Just dreamlike? And what I really need to cover, Lady Phantom, is this cinematography, filmography, coloring because we just said it feels like the 90s they're trying to recreate the 90s in the opening scene then you jump in it feels like the 70s when you go into these apartments with these psychedelic colors and weird screens you're seeing and purple <laughs> trash cans and they're trying to light it up certain ways and I'm like, what is going on here? They're walking <laughs> in the city. It doesn't look modern at all. And then you come to realize she works on the set of, you said Warner Brothers. To me, I don't know. It could have been Universal, MGM, whoever. I, no, I they, think they meant, he, she okay, mentioned Warner she Brothers. Mention it, but I think she so. works on the lot of a movie production. And they actually <laughs> are walking and talking while people are filming in a couple scenes there. And just these striking colors that they're using and being shot on film. This is shot on 35 millimeter and 16 millimeter. And it feels it and it feels old and it looks old. Before we even get to the 4K, this movie felt old. You know what? I think, because I don't know, I didn't read that on IMDb or anything, but... I think they might have tried to go for a timeless feel, but it's just so weird because you are right. I mean, the saturation of the colors in different parts of the movie, it makes it feel like a golden Hollywood era or something. But right. at the same time, there's a Prius. Right. <laughs> I mean, and they're wearing going polka on? dot skirts in scenes yes and yes yes and the the dresses of the women are very 40s reminiscing yeah it was so bizarre and i'm wondering because it wasn't done well there's some jarring scenes when like okay am i in the 50s now am i in the 70s i'm in the 90s now i'm current because they're talking and they're you're seeing priuses and cell phones and modern day stuff yeah <laughs> and, and actually but in the first scene the 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 one in the in the thing in the highway that you mentioned 90s and everything uh i mean ryan gosling he has this huge car that 
could perfectly, yeah, could be 80s, 90s, you know. And then they, they show her and she's in a Prius. And I'm like, wait a minute, what, what's going on? Because all the, the coloring in the scene, the other cars, the people, the way they're dressed, it, it's, it doesn't scream 2000s. It's funny to me, Lady Phantom, because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. came after this. If that would have came before this, I would have said, oh, they're trying to do something like that and trying to constantly change like what era they're in. But no, this came before it. But it's a jumbled mess, in my opinion. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't like it. It didn't help drive the story to me. It was confusing, like you said, because you're wondering what's going on because there is montages and scenes where they go back and recreate the same scene with different things happening in it. I, I see what, why that happened at the end. That I, was understand the end I understand why it happened in the end, too. But it happens not just in the end. It happens several other times. Mm -hmm, yeah. And you're like, is are they dreaming? Are they just making this fantasy type thing? I think are they watching like a movie? Are we just watching like a movie? Because there's a part in the movie theater, actually. Yeah, I think it's just that what they wish that would have happened or something. It's 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 really confusing. Like the first thing I thought when I finished watching the movie was I'm so confused by what this movie is trying to do. I can see why they love it in Hollywood and it's because it's about Hollywood. It I'm going to use a phrase that you've used before and I normally don't agree with that, but this does feel very self-congratulatory. And uh, I also went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like I also thought about it. And I'm like, that's how you do a movie yeah, about that, Hollywood. And I didn't love that movie, but that was, oh my God, leaps and bounds I mean, better th than th this, this and one, more fluid. I mean, this is, uh, and it's so Lady hard. And Phantom with the technicals. Oh my God, this really grinds my gears in movies is these stylized, creative type directors and stuff where they think they're so smart, because that's the opinion I take on this. They do these wipe screens like was done back in the 30s and 50s down to the round thing. And actually, even the lettering they use in the movie projects old era. Yeah. Also, we should say with the story, it does go by season. So it'll go fall, what happened then, and winter, winter spring, uh, like that. Yeah, and I don't know, but also it made me think of Bob Fosse and the stuff he used to do. I mean, of course, he, <laughs> he was all about dancing. You know, all these movies, like very, very old school movies where you had a, a bunch of dancers and making and showing or dancing like a, in the shape of a flower or stuff like that old musicals in hollywood but here of course it's not the same but it made me think of that because they obviously wanted to recreate some of the spirit of the old uh hollywood musicals i just don't think it works that, that no, no, and I mean, most of the time he's wearing those black and white hard shoes that were common back in the 50s and 60s yep and it's 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 not only bizarre i mean you gotta grade it on what you see i thought it was pretty pitiful out of place 
the actual quality of the film stock was not good. Now, if they're trying to make a film with stuff that was used in the 50s, that's silly to me. Yeah, I mean, that and, makes no sense to me. And then there's a scene also at some point you see some like homemade movies, you know, and they look old like like those were the 16 uh -huh. millimeters like if they had taken my movie when i was a little girl it would have looked like and that the in the 70s and i just didn't like it right. because it makes no sense they yeah. would be shooting in yes, iphones and actually going <laughs> along with the story in that when they played that footage it wouldn't have looked that old by what you're showing on the screen when you're changing what we had already seen it yeah. wasn't that dated it was only five years exactly and <laughs> and uh, i'm i get it i get it they wanted to imply it's to be cleverness it's i hate a, it i don't think it's that i think they are just trying to imply nostalgia and what could have been mm. and blah 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 but I mean, I, please, if, if they would have been shooting that on their phones. It wouldn't no, have looked I, like I that. Think I think this mean, is one of the most trying to be smart, witty, stylized, creative on movies that I've seen. They do this lighting effect that's common in movies back in the day when somebody's up on stage or something and then everything around them gets dark and it just focuses yes. on them That's like they, they do that a, a broadway lot. performance but they're not on broadway in this movie yeah they do that a lot yeah and it gets old are we ready to rate this yeah i'm ready i think we covered enough here uh, i'll go first lady phantom because nothing was appealing to me here at all <laughs> and i don't think it was good and i'm i'm rating fair i try to rate as fair as i can i don't think the camera work was good i don't think the lighting was good i don't think the film stock was good the singing was pitiful nine times out of ten it hurt my ears and when they burst out into songs like phantom said sometimes it came out of nowhere like they're sitting somewhere and then just somebody jarringly starts singing when they're talking normal the acting uh, the acting's probably the best for what yeah. they had to do in this uh, you wanted to care for these characters you want them to get together they're good people but the actual musical numbers themselves were terrible in my opinion um the jazz part of it there's quite a few jazz oh, songs and i don't know if it was good i mean it was okay he gets involved in this jazz pop <laughs> genre we want to call boy those songs were terrible to yep. me i i can honestly not go higher than a two on this movie Ooh. and avoid and i'm going to be ripping into more things in a few minutes so what do you got I enjoyed a little more certain parts. Like the jazz, I did like it very much. I think it is a crying shame that you have J.K. Simmons in a, in a movie and you just use him to fire Ryan Gosling. I mean, I did not appreciate that at all. I insist, I think they should have gotten people who could actually sing. I mean, there are many, many actors in Hollywood that are great actors. Uh, actors dancers and singers i just don't think this was what i mean I, I, I really was 
kind of looking forward to it because there it has so the much dance praise. Numbers, Lady Phantom, weren't good. The the choreography what? I don't think was good either. I mean, I I was just expecting so much more because uh, this movie is like so <laughs> hyped, you know. And tell me how you can tap dance on concrete. Uh, <laughs> you basically can't. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not a tap dancer. I I think it's just, unfortunately, very mediocre. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie, but I do believe it's pretty mediocre for what they say it is. I'm just going to say five out of ten. And if you want to see, no, avoid it. All right, we got a Lionsgate release. They are definitely hit or miss, and this is a big bomb right here. I'm just saying it out front. Oh, it has grain. Oh, not only does it have distracting grain for a 2016 movie, the HDR, the Phantom and I picked it out, one time the screen goes to pure white and bright. Yep. That was the HDR, another one that's falsely rated HDR that shouldn't be. And the biggest problem with this movie, Lady Phantom, is this coloring in this film. Oh, my God. This movie, if it was shot digitally and converted right, could have been gorgeous because they have a lot of background scenes with sunset and she's wearing bright clothes yellows and reds and bright blues and bright greens and it's just flat i felt like i was watching a 1960s first color movie or something yeah i felt it it was funny because the colors were so blown up like everything was like super deep red or and, and very blue blue and then a lot of yellows but for some reason it just didn't click it's it was just like blown color for the sake of blown color and it looked blown it didn't look natural at all no and lady phantom I don't know about you, but I could not get past the grain in this movie on 95% of it. And I'll tell you what, this has to be the worst disc that I can think of. We've covered 130 some odd movies of lack of detail. Boy, it wasn't crystal sharp ever. It was almost like there was a something over the picture because they do do some close-ups when them two are talking or close kissing or something but the lack of detail and vibrancy is nowhere to be found in this movie yeah and i'm going to think that they wanted to add this dreamlike quality to the movie maybe and that's why it's like kind of not sharp but i i just don't get that i really don't get that no i don't think it's good at all no there's no way this movie should even be put on 4k the hdr should not have been utilized at all now let's get to dolby atmos which i didn't hear (laughs) oh my god they got modern songs they're singing it gets loud and i did not hear any envelopment of surrounds at all you might as well just listen to this on your freaking tv because it's pitifully bad yeah i thought that sometimes the music sounded pretty decent. oh the music sounded good but but the <laughs> so surrounds- there's a song on the radio uh-huh exactly the surrounds the the i mean the the upper speakers 
Like, what? Phantom, there was no surrounds. No. I sit closer to the surrounds. There are five feet. So any little noise or tap or singing or wind or anything when music is produced with surrounds, it's very apparent because usually you have hall sounds, echoes, yep. and reverb, and chorus, and stuff. They did not come on at all. If they did, they were so minute and level that you do not feel a part of this movie at all. It's like it's coming from, and maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they wanted you to feel like you was at a Broadway musical and you only heard, uh, oh my God. I'm guessing. What uh, a pitiful, pitiful experience this movie I'm, was. I'm guessing, yeah. It, it was not enjoyable. <laughs> all right, before we get to the special features, Lady Phantom, did I miss anything with the video? Because we jumped into the Atmos quick. Black Level's disappointing too. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very, very few times I caught blacks that looked deep. But I don't think you can ever talk about true black in this movie. Not really. No, because even when they do that lighting trick and it just focuses on them, it was always a gray. Yeah, very dark gray. But yeah. That's yeah, it. so it didn't hurt. But the main thing is the clarity on this. What 4K brings first and foremost is clarity because it's more pixels and more detail. And wow, what a total, total letdown in this movie. Yeah. Okay, special features, Lady Phantom. These special features are both on the 4K and the Blu-ray. That's I applaud, applause, I think. Another day of sun. They closed down a freeway. No, really. La La Land's Great Party. Ryan Gosling, piano student. Before Whiplash, Damien Chazelle's Passion Project. Oh, he's the director of Whiplash. Okay. The music of La La Land. John Legend's acting debut. The Look of Love, Designing La La Land. Epilogue, The Romance of the Dream. Damien and Justin Sing, The Demos. La La Land's Love Letter to Los Angeles. Ryan and Emma, Third Times the Charm. Marketing Gallery, Song Selection, and Audio Commentary with Writer-Director Damien Chazelle and Composer Justin Hurwitz. Okay, before the grade, I'm looking at the case that the Phantom's holding because it says this won six Academy Awards. What are they? Best Director, Best Actress, I remember that, Best Cinematography, and Best Original Song. That is absolute hogwash to me, Lady Phantom. And like you said when it opened, it's because it's a love letter to Hollywood and how great they all are and... Oh, this is so clever, and let's pay homage to different decades. I don't know how anything could win in the music category in this movie at all. It's not that I just don't like musicals. I can appreciate music even if I don't like it, but oh my God, that was cringeworthy most of it. And I will say the two times we chuckled, one of the funniest things, and I stopped with the Phantom in this, is when she's out with her boyfriend and two friends eating at a dinner engagement, and he gets a phone call, and he just starts speaking 
mandarin or chinese or oh, something yeah. and like i'm like that's gonna be the funniest thing in this movie and it was and then there was another part when ryan gosling got fired he's in this devo type band in the like it's a recreation of an 80s band oh and right he's wearing yes. like the devo jacket and the cap and the right. sunglasses and the yeah. singer that's singing those 80s song <gasps> was so bad and oh. But there was some funny things. Yeah, he was singing Take On Me, and I was like, please stop. Please. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Lady Phantom. Pure and straight, this is an F to me. This is unworthy. Only disc I think that's worse that I've seen in this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. And that's because that had so much heavy grain throughout the whole thing. But even that had some vibrancy added not like this but this is totally unworthy do not spend your money on this disc if you want it well i am i think i'm gonna be a little more generous than you because i really don't think it garners just like an f what does 4k (laughs) bring clarity it don't have it hdr it don't have it soft pictures soft coloring there's no vibrancy in this movie whatsoever. I don't know how well atmos not existent surrounds i mean i don't know but you're yeah, it's up that's to you. True. That's up true. You. Uh, B minus. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was not much more <laughs> than you. B minus, and yeah, no, don't don't get the 4K. It's not worth it. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 99. We hope you enjoyed our review and grading of La La Land. We will catch you on the next one. <laughs>